Well, um, we are going through, as, as uh, some of you know, we are going through uh, the Sermon on the Mount found in Matthew 5 to 7, but we're going to take a, a little detour this morning. You might remember a couple of weeks ago, we looked at a passage which records Jesus' words, blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. And that was found in Matthew chapter 5, verse 4. As a community, we are mourning together the tragic death of a student at SUNY Potsdam, Elizabeth Howell. She was a music education student at uh, the Crane School of Music, and she was killed tragically Friday evening. According to a recent SUNY Potsdam press release, I did not know Beth at all. So this is what the press release says, um, that Beth was a cellist who performed with the Crane Symphony Orchestra. She was an aspiring educator with a bright future ahead of her. Some of us in this room may have known Beth as a friend or as a fellow musician. Many of us probably learned about her life and learned about her death through the news or a phone call. Some in this room are just finding out about her death right this moment, and perhaps you're joining us online and you're finding out uh, this news for the first time. But all of us, all of us together, have the opportunity to listen and to care well for one another and to pray as a community of faith in Jesus Christ for his, for his comfort, right? for his grace, for his peace upon all those who are mourning. The Apostle Paul said that we are to rejoice with those who rejoice and to mourn with those who... So this morning, we are joining Beth's family and her friends, members of the campus community, and all who have been impacted to varying degrees by this tragic death to mourn her loss even as we pray for comfort for them and for us. So time will be given um, for us at our tables to share with one another our feelings, uh, whatever they might be about this, and to pray for one another. Throughout the service, we will also be given time to, to worship God together because he is worthy, because he is our shelter, right? He is our comforter, and he is the one who gives perfect peace. He is worthy of our praise. The liturgy that we're going to be using this morning has been adapted from Every Morning Holy, Volume 2, called A Liturgy for Grieving a Death Due to Violence. We're going to begin with a reading from the book of Psalms, chapter 46, verses 1 to Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. Not like this, O judge of all, not like this. This is not the way we would write the story's end for anyone, cut down by an intentional act of violence, so senseless, so brutal, so random and surreal. 
It is a crime, a loss, a shock, an evil, and a tragedy all in one for their life to be cut short like this, to have to grieve a death that did not have to be, the taking of this life in clear violation of your good commandment. O Christ, where is the justice that could ever make this right when no one can restore what has been taken? Our lives may not continue as before. We may not be as happy or carefree. This loss and the manner of this loss might be like a caustic fog permeating everything. Our sense of the world we inhabit has been changed, twisted by this act. We may navigate our days with heightened dread. Perhaps our thoughts are more disorganized. Forebodings and suspicions may crowd our heads. We might feel powerless, angry, disquieted, distrustful of strangers, without peace. In Matthew chapter 11, 28 to 30, it says, Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. We invite you now to take some time at your tables to share with each other how you're feeling at this moment about the tragedy that has occurred. Please remember that all feelings are valid, and your relative closeness to the situation may affect how you feel. Once everyone that would like to, to has had a chance to share, please feel free to pray for each other. And after a while, we will join each other in worshiping God in song. Father, thank you that we can come to you. It's a very hard time in our community. And we are grateful that we can bring our hard times to you. As we are praying, Lord, I, we do want to lift up the family of Beth, the friends of Beth. We also lift ourselves up with the feelings that we have and the, the ways that we are processing this event, this tragedy, Lord. And we ask for you to help us uh, do that processing. We know that if we try to process it without you, something will not go well. We pray that your touch would be evident in our hearts, that we would feel your love and your presence. Lord, it has come to light this morning that um, a man has been taken into custody for this crime and is being charged with the act of killing Beth. Lord, we don't know his heart or why he was driven to this extreme. But we do know, Lord, that he was created by you and needs your prayer. So we lift him up to you in the ways that you can reach out and touch him. We ask you to speak justice, but we also ask you to speak mercy. We know, Lord, that people aren't born doing violent things. 
that life changes us. So we pray that you would be caring for him in the ways he needs to be cared for. And we know that your will will be done and justice will prevail in you. Lord, we also lift up his community. We know there are hurting people in the town of Messina now that are also blown away by what happened, have no idea how this could have occurred. So we lift them up to you, Lord. Tragedy strikes both ways and you are able to care for all of it. So Lord, we ask that your hand would be evident and that your love would prevail in all situations related to this. We cannot change what happened or make sense of it or find some lesson in it or force the wheels of justice to spin to a satisfying end. So we may be left feeling vulnerable, violated, and helpless. Be our refuge and shelter, Lord. Shelter the campus and the village. Be our shield and defender. Hold us in this hour. Hold Elizabeth's family and friends. Hold us through this long, dark night when death's shadow obstructs the light. Cradle and carry us all through sorrow and deliver us to higher ground. Let your justice roll down, Jesus. Lift up our heads so that we can see new evidence of your mercies in our lives. We are too weak to walk this path alone or to power through by force of our own will. We know that you welcome our honesty. You welcome our real words that express pain and discouragement and volatile emotions. You can bear the weight and never waver in your constant love and care for all of us. You watched your own son die violently. You sympathize with us. We will freely speak to you the depths of what we are feeling. Sometimes we feel such rage against these murderers, against a world where this kind of violence against defenseless people can happen. We cannot just quench the fire of this anger and fear for our own loved ones, but we also know that there will be no freedom in fanning those flames. We don't deny the anger, but we don't want to feed a fire that will, in time, consume us with bitterness. Please let us approach you, uncovering these wounds as often as necessary, learning how to offer them to you so that you might minister your grace to us. Psalm 73, verse 26 says, My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. We invite you to share your heart with God now. Take some time to pray your feelings to him, inviting him to show you his love and compassion. If you are led, pray for someone either at your table or in our community who may need extra love and compassion at this time. Also feel free to just listen to the Holy Spirit and reflect on the love of God. Now shape us, Lord, even through this sorrow, into a community of people who do not let our pain harden into hate, but who instead are made more tender over time. Convince us of your promise that our loss and Elizabeth's family's loss will be eternally restored. And so let us, in time, grow still more fearless in our love, Jesus. Vengeance and justice are in your hands not ours. And even when our human systems get it wrong, still your eternal judgments will be right. 
So do not let the darkness of this world overshadow the light of your love in us. Oh, Jesus, make your redeeming mercies apparent to us, to Beth's family, to the campus community, to our village. Take this evil and by the unseen movements of your spirit, subvert that act of violence. As a playwright crafts a scene, taking one character's ill intent and weaving even that back into a grander narrative of beauty, grace, and restoration. O Holy Spirit, hover now over the chaos of this broken world, this broken situation, and our broken hearts, and from them call forth new mercies and new hope. From fields seeded with mortal sorrows, let us one day reap a harvest of immortal joys. From this stony soil of human hatred, let a fountain of your love burst forth. Let streams of gladness run and pool. Let shoots of mercy root and bloom over this dark and weary land. Let your eternal glories rise, radiant as the dawn dispelling a tragic night. From the heart of death, Lord God, call forth new life everlasting. Psalm 34, 18 says, The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Amen.